For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you in partnership with Amazon.com. If you want to support the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, then go to coloradosportsguys.com and click the Amazon banner at the top of the page each time you do your normal shopping. Or better yet, click that banner, bookmark it, and use it every time you shop at Amazon.com to support the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Thank you and enjoy this edition of the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. Hey, what's up everybody out there on the interwebs? I, of course, am Nate Timmons. Joining me, as always, Ross Hipster's Glasses, Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West lives. Very happy to be here. I was expecting something else. Making his way down here, we got the King of Thornton, Jeff Morton. What's up, everybody? And uh, yeehaw! I'll just do it for Ross, because he didn't do it. Yeah. Jeff was in like a ready stance there. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to like... He's like in... Uh, yeah. They call <laughs> I'm that ready the, to talk. They call that the triple threat, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the old triple threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking, he's right. Pass, shoot, dribble. All that good stuff. Those are the three. Well, Ross, I see you're uh, drinking over there, a little Pim's cup. little Pim's cup. Drinking your depression from the Broncos' mm-hmm. uh, humiliating loss to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, no, not at all. Just a focused devastating on... Devastating blowout like at the talk, hands of Andrew Luck. I don't like to talk about the past. I just want to focus. I'm just purely focused on the Redskins right now. Washington Redskins. Yep. One game at a time. That's right. Don't want to look at back. Time. Stay forward. It is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't look I back. I hope you guys weren't planning on talking at length about that. I don't have a reverse on my car, if that tells you anything. <laughs> right. Or a rearview mirror. Nope. Yeah, well, Turn I don't that have off. erasers on my pencils. <laughs> is that, how does that sound? Well, that we, we will be talking at length and ad nauseum about that loss. Plus, oh, we are? Oh, plus, 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 I'm sure, some other great headlines. That was a... Should we just talk about this game now? You want to wait? All right, we'll wait. <laughs> this is how we do things. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> talk about whatever you want, bud. We got no mic stands today. It's free flowing. That's right. This is we're, this we're free balling it here. This on does feel sports guys. weird. <laughs> Going raw dog. Somebody's getting pregnant on this episode. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Should we open her up for some headlines? <laughs> Is that what we're waiting for? I feel like we're, uh. You're in the driver's seat. Let's... All right. All righty. Fox Sports by, uh, foxsports.com by Ross Jones. Your Ross namesake. Jones on October 21st. Charles, sorry for Cushing's injury. Oh, I don't know if you watched that. I did watch that. I was watching that game, missed that play. It Jeff, was... please fill me in. Snarly. Uh, Cushing was coming up the kind of like the left side of the uh, offensive line, split the gap. Charles, uh, Jamal Charles, the running back for the Kansas City Chefs, um, basically went directly blocked, put his head directly into Brian Cushing's knee Ooh. on a block. And then his knee bent back in the other direction. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he was writhing around and screaming in pain for about a minute. Can he take they... steroids to help him out? Because I know Cushing loves to take steroids. See, this is the thing. Brian Cushing looks like Brady Quinn like after he pumped steroids. Essentially, that's how, that's how he looks. So he's writhing around there on the floor. On the floor. Whatever that is. The grass. <laughs> Pounding. The gridiron. I call it the gridiron. And the only, he's writhing around on the gridiron. And the only, the only, the only, and the only thing that's going through my head is, boy, he'd be really benefiting from some PEDs right now. 
<laughs> well, he'll get back on him. Cushing's a known uh, offender of the Peds program all yes, the way since his USC he is days. One tough is. cookie, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but he's got to be when he's out there on the frozen tundra. On the gridiron. But it did look like a pretty cheap play by uh, Jamal Charles. I'll tell you one thing that's making me more upset about these Chiefs as they keep racking up wins is having to uh, deal with Matt Moore's smugness on Twitter about it. Pretty, I know he's a, pretty bad. He's I a Chiefs he was, fan. I thought he was a Bears fan. Is he from Chicago? Or? I thought he's from Chicago. He's, from, been, he's originally from Arkansas, I believe. I told, I've, I've been told that he is not from Chicago. But it's making me more upset. I was just watching him tweet during the Broncos game about that whole – that stupid Fox song, you know, that what does the Fox say thing, and he's got this whole – I just heard that. What does that. John Fox say I or something? I just heard that uh, what does the Fox say song. Yeah. That and I, and I was I – I knew I was a little late to it. Because there's 145 million views on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, just a touch. <laughs> and I just was like the 146th millionth view, and I immediately sent it out. Have you guys seen this? It's all my friends. This is hilarious. They're like, yeah, we saw that like 100 million views ago. Yeah, <laughs> but it was also, awesome. You didn't like not, it? No, it's not hilarious. It's not funny. It is it's very fun. funny. No, it's awful. It is very funny. My but the problem is, everybody knows what the fox says. I've never actually heard a fox. Say it's like anything. it's like. Yip, yip. Okay, stop. Yip, yip. That's it. That's what they sound like. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, unfortunately, it's that's like a not, very that's soprano no, bark is that, what it is. Sometimes that is a preferable <laughs> sound to what John Fox <laughs> actually makes in when he when he's when he's like talking ow, in press ow, conferences. Ow, ow, ow. Just like that. <laughs> I, that's still to me. That's more. That's preferable to the. So uh, we went out on the floor on the court or the court. The field and it's a damn field, Jeff. Was the the gridiron. <laughs> it's the gridiron. And uh you know, Peyton had a good game and uh you know uh, that it is what it is and it's such and such and I don't say anything during these press conferences. So uh we'll go on. Bye. I always thought that electronic cigarettes would not emit any smoke for some reason. It's vapor on the gridiron. <laughs> it's the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor John Fox. So yeah, but that dealing with the smugness of Chiefs Chefs fans is pretty pretty bad right now. Well, yeah, that, and that um, outstanding victory they had of one point against a horrible Texans team over a team that's playing with their third string quarterback who's a rookie. Aaron Foster rookie. injured. Brian Cushing <laughs> gets hurt. They're not very good anyway. Chiefs Chiefs, are, but they're they're pulling out victories, unlike the Broncos. So unlike this podcast, nobody's getting pregnant in Kansas City. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Because they're pulling out victories. Pulling out. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, this article, you know, this article, messy. I didn't really care about the article that much. I don't care about Jamal Charles. I don't care about Cushing. Yep. But there was, at the end of this article, and I wondered if this was, I mean, clearly this is a an advertising kind of plug or something. But at the very end of the article, apropos of nothing, the guy says, Charles, who is a fan of the video game Call of Duty, Ghosts, which will be released on November 5th, what? finished the game with 21 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown for the Chiefs 17 to 16 win. I'm not kidding. Like the article was just a normal article. And then at the end, he just says, Charles, who is a fan of the video game Call of Duty, Ghosts, which will be released on, can you, that, that is really weird. What was that on Fox Sports? Fox Sports. They must be having some kind of is advertising. Some, I mean, that is like, with them. Usually, that's it's what, it's done a little more elegantly than that. Yeah, it's, anyway. yeah, that is that is a classic non sequitur. <laughs> Maybe, and in a way, I kind of like it better because it's so uh, just obvious. But uh, I thought that was very so very out of place. I mean. And they got us talking about it, so yeah, it must have oh, worked. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Call of Duty Ghosts coming out. Better walk out for it. So uh, anyway. Walk out um, or That's walk out? Uh, Jamal Charles for the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs. Barf. Washington Post by Tracy Hamilton on October 21st, 2013. Trey Ham. Washington oh, Redskins revived their offense, but without help, it might be beside the points. Oh. <laughs> Tracy. Oh, Tracy that guy's Hamilton. A, that guy's a punny bastard, isn't he? Oh, that's a lady. Um, wow. Tracy. Yeah. I went, you know, yeah. I went Tracy I know. Murray on that one. I know. That's your wow. sexism right there. Yep. Um, Seeped in it. Here's, soaked in here's what's interesting about this. 
Devin Hester had an 81-yard punt return. Does anybody also, know he was still playing, by the way, Devin I, Hester? I, I did not know that. It has been something like 27 games since he has scored in that wow. capacity. Does he play defense anymore? Does anyone know? I, I don't know. Just a returner? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Okay. Um, but then it also said in there that the Bears had 105 return yards um, during this game. 105 return yards. So it sounds to me like the Redskins special teams aren't that great, which can maybe give Trendon Holiday <laughs> maybe an a, opportunity a bounce here back. to uh, yeah, to bounce back a little bit. <laughs> to atone for his <laughs> dropsies, fumbles, that bad decision making fumble <laughs> defied physics, didn't it? The way it landed in bounds. That whole game defied physics, Ugh. I think. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I, the that's the play that that really like said to me that this game was just going to go bad because you know sometimes there's karma and there was just some weird juju following that game and that and that was that was one of them it's just like how does that ball just land there how does that ball just land right there it was crazy it, it was. did it landed and then it spun like a top yeah i don't understand i still cannot be explained to me why they can't call that a touchdown which it clearly was for the Colts. Because they blew the whistle. I know, but such a stupid, such, such a stupid oh, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they just blow the whistle and like what they can't tell in the replay, the replay doesn't have audio, like. Well, it's, I, I it's know like this, it's, it's the same know, thing that drives me nuts about they have that whole catching the ball out of bounds. Like you have to demonstrate that you had possession the whole way through. It's like if you're bobbling the ball, but you land on your back out of bounds and you still caught it or whatever, it's still, you, you caught the damn ball. You're just talking semantics at this point. Well, let me, let me, whatever semantics. I know you guys, I know you guys aren't very familiar with, uh, physics. But let me, let me explain. Well, I do have a PhD in it, but go ahead. Yeah, Preach on. Yeah. A player hating degree. I, I will. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Um, well, let me tell you, when a whistle blows, time stops. It's true. Unless they do that thing with their arms where they. Oh, yeah. That counteracts yeah, the, the uh, physics. Yeah. They know, call that inertia. I don't know Nate. Jeff was in bed with Roger Goodell. These issues, you bastard. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm in bed with him for other reasons. That game, guys. That game. What the hell? It was a tough game. It was, uh, I, I, I haven't yelled at my TV a whole lot in the past few years when it comes to sporting events. I think the last time I really, really remember getting upset was during Nuggets Lakers Western Conference Finals. But this game, I was just angry. I was yelling at the TV, yelling about decisions Peyton was making, you know, with this whole, I saw you tweet something about, are the Broncos gonna, 86, this no-shot offense or whatever you said. What was up with that? It was kind of fun. Like they would hand it off to him, and then when they didn't, they threw it to him. Peyton Manning was clearly overwhelmed with emotion. He was rattled. He was, he looked visibly shaken. He played like shit. He played like (laughs) shit. You know, even, it's amazing that he plays like shit and still does 300 and something yards passing and three touchdowns. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that tells you how good he is, but at the same time, you could tell he was off. The, there was some. And you could question. also tell the offensive line was awful. Oh, God. Well, they were terrible. That, that's the, mid, the injuries caught up with him. And. Where's Sir Winston Justice when you need him? <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, didn't they, didn't they make a big deal about signing uh, Winston Justice? Oh, we they need, a, a they need to start <laughs> Sir Winston Justice. I often get us confused with them. You can uh, go wrong with Sir Winston Justice. You can't. Yeah. I think there was maybe a blurb about Broncos sign Winston Justice and everybody in Colorado talks about it for an hour like this guy's a second coming. I feel of- like a Denver Stiffs reader who's like, <laughs> start Fournier. They should have started Fournier. Hey, I, I penned <laughs> that article, you bastard. They, if they'd gone with Fournier, they would have won, they would have won the championship. I, I'm surprised you haven't, you haven't mined the Denver Stiffs <laughs> treasure trove. And we're not all from Chicago, Ross, by the way. That, that was accent, not, you that was, uh, that was actually that the was accent disrespectful. of somebody who was, was uh, actually awful. never spoken with someone in person. It's all, <laughs> it's all via computer. All communication done via the internet. Well, we actually have meetups, Stiffs Night Out, so we know our readers are real. I don't know <laughs> yeah. about you. That's when you guys put the, the black plastic bags over the windows <laughs> to keep the light out. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and you've been in attendance. Don't act like you're above it. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Did it's 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 true. And then there was a lot of different issues in that in, in the Broncos game, but the the offensive line was clearly overwhelmed. I well, mean, yeah, you have Chris Clark, the backup at left tackle. You have is it Zane Beatles at left guard? He's the true left guard, so he's there. You have Manny Ramirez, who by all accounts and purposes is a third string center. You know, you had J.D. Walton and Coopin or Coppin, whatever the hell his name is, went Coppin. out. 
And on the right side, you have uh, Louis Vasquez moving from right guard to right, right tackle, tackle, his first mm-hmm. career start. And then you bring in Chris Cooper at right guard. So, I mean, you have a completely makeshift offensive line for a team trying to win a Super Bowl. You can't win in the NFL without a good offensive line. They're held together with duct tape and bailing wire. But the thing is, they could have won that game. And it, I, I, there's at some points when, like, Decker will drop a pass or Hillman will fumble the ball and then they'll go right back to him. And it's like, I kind of like that attitude. It's like, you know what? This is our team. Mistakes happen. Go right back to him because we have confidence in our we system. We haven't seen Monty Ball but since he fumbled. Ronnie Hillman, they keep giving him the ball. That I don't understand. Why was he in the game? Why, 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 why was, was he why, in the game? I, why, I don't why, understand why, that. Why, 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 Did we not establish why, why, last week that Noshan can punch the ball in from the five-yard line every time you give it to him? With his fist. So let's put Ronnie Hillman in instead and then have Peyton check down to no, a run. No, you're actually absolutely right. And I'm surprised. I am surprised that Noshan wasn't in there because, you know, he's the he's the, the quote-unquote reliable back in the offense. Why not have your most reliable back And he's back also in there? the biggest. Yeah. Right? The strongest. <laughs> Most burly. Yeah, he he is. I mean, he he did that last week. He punched in three touchdowns inside the ten yard line. I mean, he's clearly proven that that should be his role on the team. They're not going to give it to Monty Ball anymore. It looks like uh, could have had Eddie Lacy, by the way, in Green Bay, who's tearing it up. But now we're going to draft Monty Ball. Just and then you all, got Ronnie Hillman. It's just what you need is you don't need the best running back in the world. You just need a guy who doesn't fumble. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. A guy who has the ability to run the football. Without his arm movement and counterbalance, right? Just hold the ball around. And you can your, also blame that. Chest. Didn't we see Phil Sims uh, teach us all how to hold not the fumble ball. the ball? Yeah. That one time? <laughs> even, Tiki Barber. Even he can do it. But you can even show on that play. I mean, that was a completely busted play because the offensive line once again couldn't get a block in, and that guy hit Hillman as soon as he the ball exchange was made. I mean, that was clearly a bad play call, but bad blocking and just more proof that that you, offensive you, line's a mess. You know, I have no doubt, no doubt, if they punch that in for a touchdown, the Broncos win. Because the Colts offense... had more points? No, the, the Colts <laughs> offense, because the Broncos were down, remember, they were down after that interception, they were down by nine. But if they punch it in there with three minutes to go, they still, Broncos still had three timeouts and the two-minute warning. And they still had a and they, and they had, in the entire fourth quarter, they had stopped the Colts offense and the defense had finally figured it out and Reggie Wayne had gone out of the game. Their major weapon. You know, if they punch that in right there, Phil Hillman doesn't fumble, the Broncos win that thing. Well, in the gridiron, I can tell you that you learn a lot more from a loss than a win. That's what happens on the gridiron. That's what they say, right? (laughs) This is going to be a great turning point moment. A good gut check for the Broncos on the gridiron. What would you guys think about uh, John Fox refusing to challenge anything? (laughs) <laughs> Fox, you know, when he first, when, when, uh, he first came here and was, we always have made a joke about him being just kind of like, just shut up, Fox, at the end of your, the table and drink your milk. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, is he getting in the way now? Because usually it was like he would just, yeah, we, nobody really had a lot of faith in him, but he's just kind of out of the way. It's Peyton Manning and John Elway running the show with, with, uh, Gase and Del Rio, right? But now is Fox getting in the way? I mean, we we do rely on John Fox to make some decisions during the game. And one of the biggest ones is to throw that red flag. We should give it to somebody else or, or who's in the booth giving him information. Uh, at the very least, it can slow down the game. I mean, you're going to call a timeout anyway at some points. Why not challenge it? I mean, I know some, you only get two, but. Some guy was trying to explain to me on that Eric Decker catch where he you know, hit the pylon with the ball or whatever and then fell out of bounds and dropped the ball or whatever. Some guy was trying to explain to me that the Broncos couldn't have challenged that because of how it was ruled on the field or something like that. And it's just more of a question of these challenges are so asinine sometimes, the rules about them, you know. It's like we all can see what the play is. Like we are talking about with that uh, holiday fumble, it, it clearly should have been a Colts touchdown. And it's like that Decker catch to me – that was a touchdown, wasn't it? Am well, I crazy? There's, like, there's, as soon as they, have I, have I lost my mind? <laughs> I, I was explaining. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Russ. Well, the way, the way I would see it is to your point about, you know, the way it's called on the field. The review is in place to change what was called on the field. So the way it was called on the field should not have any effect on the review. Yeah, because exactly. it you're that's the whole purpose of having a replay. 
and having it's a to review see what actually is to happened. undo whatever was done wrong. Well, so by saying the whistle blew or something like that, then it's, that's stupid. It's like that was the wrong part of the play. He blew yes. the whistle. That's the part that was stupid. That it should have been called back. Well, yeah. this is this is the thing. There was that, and I was talking to Ross about this uh, prior to the podcast, but. Oh, prior to the podcast. Well, yeah. When you were late. <laughs> yeah. Tim was, was late. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't sound sorry. Um, Stuff your sorry's in the sack, mister. <laughs> he, um. It's a saying. Uh, Decker, you know, there's something called a football move, is what they're calling it now, an athletic move, where you catch the ball. See, the, that's why this whole, there's a gray area on this ruling, because Decker caught the ball, out of the end zone, out of, and inbounds, clearly inbounds. He caught the ball in the field of play, yes. And turned around completely to reach over and, and yes. get the pie line. That, yes. is, that is an athletic move. That is a football move. It's a touchdown. Therefore, it should be deemed a catch at the point he makes that move. Therefore, they should have challenged it. And there's that gray area there that Fox, then that the, what I had a problem with Fox is that he was like, oh, uh, no, there's no way we could have uh, re- overruled that because of the way they ruled it on the field. You know, well, that's not right. Meanwhile, he's like blowing his nose with a <laughs> red <laughs> handkerchief. Yeah. Wait, what's this for? <laughs> Throw the flag. I mean, I, but, I don't but know. It's it not was... only that one, but I, I, I swear to God, Hill, Ronnie Hillman recovered that fumble, his own fumble. He was laying on the on the freaking ball. And had his hand around it. You and at least Chris Collinsworth on the on the broadcast and the broadcast is saying he recovered that fumble. You should challenge. But even that. if the refs don't rule in your favor, you should make them go look at it because guess what? They might rule in your favor. Yep. You idiot! You throw it. the flag. You see it God. all the time. All the time. You see them make bad calls in the yes. underneath the. They can't even. There's probably nothing even under that hood. They're just in there staring at nothing. But and I they re- come back and who knows what they I say. realized something. God, that was frustrating. After watching the game, though, I realized something. Those were the same refs who were uh, in the Baltimore Denver game in uh, the playoffs. Those are the same ones. Just bad refs. Yep. And then you got Vickerson can't keep his helmet on, chest bumping Andrew Luck all over the place. <laughs> what was he doing? That chest bump was. Bullshit, though. That should not that have been was the worst thing I've ever It shouldn't have been called, but he, he also went out of his way to hit Andrew Luck. It was like, why are you doing that? Vickerson you have no had reason a bad to do that. game. I mean, he was getting yeah. personal foul penalties by himself, twisting a guy's leg, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, an animal. It's <laughs> like, what the heck's going on, Vickerson? I'll tell you what, though. I didn't mind seeing Champ Bailey get injured. Oh. Is that sacrilegious oh, to say? Did it. not mind seeing that. I was like, that's going to mean more Kayvon Webster, and that guy, good at football. He is good at football, but come on. Like like Champ, Champ, good guy. Getting injured, didn't have a problem with it. He only gave up a touchdown to the Colts on his on the like their first touchdown of the game. Yeah, Champ Bailey over-pursue a, a guy in motion. That position Loses him. Is, you see Del Rio chewing him out on the sidelines. This guy pos- can't play anymore. That position is impossible to play. Period. You can't Quarterback play. Quarterback is the absolute hardest. You can't play it. You're not allowed to do anything. You can only. It's either a pass interference, so the guy drops the ball, or it's an interception. I mean, the Colts guys were sure playing rough and physical with the Broncos all night, but then it from doesn't much. matter because if you're not throwing at those guys, there's no reason to call the penalty, right? They kept throwing it to Noshan Moreno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it was. It was and. <laughs> That linebacker for the baffling. That linebacker for the Colts, his last name Angerer. That's how I felt during the game. Just anger and then er after. <laughs> uh, it was one of those games. And and my, I was watching it with my dad, and my dad was getting increasingly upset as the game was going on, and to the point where he stopped watching it because he was getting so upset. And I kept looking at him, thinking, and I told him, I said, "Dad, you know, it's just a, just a game. You know, they're they're six and zero. Oh. They lose one, they'll be six and one. You know." And it's, it's not that second big. in the AFC West. And then we got to listen to that guy Matt Moore talking about how great his Chiefs are. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the worst part about it. His Chiefs fans. Only thing I know about him is he's not from Chicago. That's the only thing I know. So, but, agree to disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree. I love, I love that. But yeah, and that was yeah. I'm sure your dad frustrated with the game as much oh, as yeah. I was. You know? Oh, I was. He, here's the I just thing. couldn't. I, he just would not calm down. <laughs> if the Broncos win that game, right, we're not pissed. If they lose that game because they were just straight up beat, we're not pissed. 
but they totally lost it. Lost the game. Like yep. they, they just they couldn't keep their shit together for long enough. And you know, like in a lot of these games, it comes down to just a few key plays. Yeah. You know, like what's the what's the thinking in in Ronnie Hillman's mind? You know, when he knows he's gonna get the ball. Oh shit! <laughs> like, is he thinking, "Don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble"? Shit! But don't we yeah. have? Isn't is there like a, a wasn't there a preseason running back, C.J. Anderson, that was? Yeah, he got injured. Well? Remember? Yeah, but he's he supposed to be scheduled to come back at some point. I was. I kept that thinking needs, he needs a shot. I kept thinking about Trent Richardson, and it's like, was the, was the Broncos involved in that at all? We had a first round. Trent Richardson up, didn't right? have that great a game. No, I mean, but he would have for the Broncos. But the Broncos actually, their run defense was quite good. Was quite <laughs> our run defense is great. Was quite stout. The pass defense is atrocious, and that's why I'm not too worried about the Chiefs games coming up because they because basically all they have is Jamal 17 Charles, points right? up. Against Against the Texans, Broncos oh. are missing uh, old Wesley Woodyard as well. I mean, oh, that yeah. guy is he has, he's he's shown to be back? a big what's, difference what's up maker. With him? I don't know because I didn't know he's he got to come back from the Woodyard. I didn't know he was going to be hurt. That's why they call him the Lumberjack. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Wow, I did not know that. I didn't figure that out. Oh, oh my God. That's good. I just learned something. You're but later to that than you were to the Fox video. <laughs> I was the 147th million person to know that. Um, what is a wood yard? Like a lumber yard? Sure. It's yeah. Like, it's like, hey, you want to build a house? Yeah, let's go down the wood yard. Remember uh, Hugh M. Woods? I remember Hugh M. Woods. Yeah, Hugh M. Woods. That place <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> like Home Depot really put them out of it. They did. Hugh M. Woods. Ace Hardware, I thought, was going to – aren't they going to go out of business at some point? I mean, come on. You know, it's just kind of joking yourselves Ace, here, Ace. I can't believe they're still around. And Walgreens. I don't understand. Yeah. Walgreens is thriving. Yeah. There's one on – with no matter what, there's one within a mile of where you're sitting. They're there's one right next to my they're, house. They're just adding more and, and more. They're always on a and, corner and it's, like Rite like, Aid. It's yeah. like $18 for a bag of chips yeah. where everywhere else that bag of chips is 99 cents free usually <laughs> and they i do they do have their uh not like their as seen on tv section yeah which is awesome because who wants to wait three days for that to get delivered i also believe that this podcast is powered off walgreens batteries <laughs> <laughs> that's why i buy those bad boys that's why Nate uh, uh, paid 85 dollars at walgreens yeah i'll tell you what seven bucks for a whole bundle of those not bad <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Woodyard didn't know he was going to be missing the game at all. I didn't even know it was a possibility. And then I saw somebody tweet it out, like, right before the game. He wasn't playing. So yep. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, if you came uh, here to the podcast to get a scoop on that, you came to the wrong place. You know, we also forgot to even bring up the fact that Von Miller was back in this game. Almost, you know, I would call him a non-factor in this one. I mean, He, he was, but, I mean, first game back. I mean, that's one of those things. I but. was totally wrong on that one. I did not think. Well, wasn't that the whole deal though? Von Miller's going to come back after six games, fresh legs. He's going to be out there. Everybody's going to look like they're running quicksand compared to him. And yeah, but that's what fans say. And fans are stupid. I mean, let's. Uh, well, I bet you. Let's go to Twitter and check out the old media guys. I'm sure there was people saying that Von Miller is going to be great when he came back. Nobody expected him to be that slow or ineffective. I mean, he was getting double teamed a little bit. He made a couple plays here or there. He, but, you know, yeah, like Jeff he's good. Saying, he's he's going to have to work his way he's back. He's better at the run defense than he was his rookie year, obviously. And he's, yeah, sure. he's good in the run D. But he couldn't get any explosion off the side, uh, off the corner. So he, he obviously is going to need to get into, as we say in the NBA, covering the NBA game shape, you know, in order for him to really get in the swing of things. So this is his preseason. So... Well, he's got the Redskins, and that yeah, should help. That'll help a little bit. Well, this game coming up against the Redskins. Bloodbath coming. I hope so. The Broncos. <laughs> I hope so. Shanahan hasn't been back yet. The right? Orange Skins are coming into town. You think he's going to get emotional? You think he's going to get emotional? Yeah, right. Shanahan, no. He's been he's, – he's a robot. He's a cyborg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His tears are just tiny why is streaks still, of oil. Why is there still a <laughs> – it's WD forty. <laughs> Why is there still a restaurant here named after him? Because he still lives here. Well, you can go I'm see not, the Super Bowl rings and trophies in that restaurant. I'm not I going. I'm not going there. I've never been. I haven't either, and I won't. I'll go but to Elway's, but I haven't even been to Elway's. I don't so. go to places where the name of the restaurant is in some form of script. Really? Like cursive? Yeah. 
I never went to strings. How about Comic Sans? Never even heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to those uppity. Yeah. What about, uh, what about Wingdings? Like nobody wing comes dings. out the Wingdings format. <laughs> Benguiat Frisky. He's all the way down about that. I'm more of a courier new type. <laughs> They're saying something where the Broncos are probably going to do a little tribute video for Shanahan. I don't kind. think so. You don't think so? No, 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 no. Oh, it'll be Princes of the Universe. No, 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 no. I am immortal. (laughs) Elway doesn't want to do something for him, you don't think? Uh, Who cares, even if he does? What we need to focus on is Broncos throttling the Redskins. They've got to just beat the crap out of them. They have to. Uh, The Redskins. They came back to life last week, and they won 45-41, I believe. So they're going to put up points against them. The recently injured Jay Cutler's Bears. It was, yes. And Jay Cutler got injured because I traded for him in my fantasy league. <laughs> Jake Locker, injured. Hoyer, torn ACL. Cutler, injured. Doug Martin, now injured. My team is, uh, I'm a curse. I was. Uh, I'm going to pick up RG3 this weekend. My fantasy team is exactly the opposite of the Denver Broncos. Got my first W this weekend. <laughs> nice. I would have traded it all. For that win in Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was doing a little bit of uh, research. Hmm. You like that? No. Did you you go to the library or use the internet? I used uh, the internet. Uh, When you look at the Broncos' first six opponents, the average ranking in their division was like 3.8. And when you look at the following six games, including the Colts game, the average ranking is like 1.8. Wow. so and that's getting easier. Is that getting <laughs> and that includes two games against the Chiefs, who are ranked number one. So it's gonna it does get harder. Skew it a little bit. I've also looked at the Chiefs schedule. They haven't really played anybody. They haven't with played anybody. Yeah. No, that's true. They really haven't. They played one team with a winning record at record. Record. <laughs> one team with a winning record, and that's uh that's the Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, outside of that, they've played every one of their teams has been a losing record when they played them. So Except for the first game. That should make us sleep better at night. The old strength of schedule that I denounced a week ago. <laughs> strength of schedule means nothing. I'll tell you what does make me kind of upset, though, is the fact that it seems like Denver teams tend to lose to opposition that kind of has like a coming out party against them. Like this was kind of the Colts coming out game. You know, they're like, oh, the Colts have now beat the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Broncos. Do you remember when the, the Broncos, I believe it was 98, or 97, the 97 season, when they lost to the 49ers, right? And that's the game where uh, Bill Romanowski spit in uh, J.J. Stokes', Stokes face. Yeah. That was the retiring Joe Montana's jersey game. And they were extremely emotional. And it was like, I, before they got into the game, I'm like, the Broncos are going to lose. The Broncos are going to lose this game because it just seems to be a pattern of the Broncos losing to teams that are like, Amped up emotionally for some reason. Yeah, this was just like, you know, I mean, the Colts have obviously, they're an impressive team, but this now really got the buzz going about the Colts around the NFL, right? Like, they're the team that beat Denver, and you saw that in the NBA with the stupid Warriors. Like, the Warriors come out and beat the Nuggets, and they're like the story in the NBA for the postseason. It's like, that's because, that's because the Nuggets were the, the favorite of people on Twitter. And that kind of got worn around like wildfire. But I just hate seeing like teams having that coming out party, like Steph Curry's coming out in the postseason. This was Andrew Luck beating Peyton Manning in his first matchup, and it's like, damn it! And the Colts did what they always did to the Broncos when they even had Peyton was they beat us, and it was like, let me tell you something. Ugh. When I came out, there was no party. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. <laughs> is there like is there like a like a thing about this? What, where does that expression come from? Coming, coming out, out party. party. Yeah. There was uh, no party. It was before there were a lot of gay people. Oh. Yeah. 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 So still, and yeah, when coming out wasn't like a, a fashionable thing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the thing to do. Now it's, now it's cool. <laughs> now it's cool. Now it's cliche. You have your own yeah. day, national coming out day. I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> you want to get married? Is that what you want? Damn it. <laughs> Oh, this everyone else has to do it. You want to do it now. <laughs> oh, horrific. Well, we do have to look forward to the Redskins game. I think Denver's going to bounce back in a big way. I don't know what they do on defense, though, to like shore up the pass defense. I don't know what they do. Sack the quarterback. With Pressure who? the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to that figure is, that out. That is where pass defense is in the NFL today because it's certainly not downfield. There's not, no defense permitted. You have to pressure him. 
and force him to make bad throws. And it may not be, we may not see Von Miller racking up sack totals. It may be, you know, his teammates might benefit from him being back from John double teams. You might see guys like Vickerson, Knighton, even on the other side, Ayers or Wolf. Those guys might start racking up sacks because they're only going one on one now, hopefully, as Von Miller draws more attention. So. Is, is Mitch Unrein injured? I, don't know. I think he's still on the roster. I mean, as yeah, I recall, still he was pretty good at clogging up the middle for the Broncos last year. Um, if he's uh, still on the roster, as far as I know he is, I mean, just activate him and kind of lose, you know, free some other people up, you know. Either that or they can link hands, right? Either that and or stand, he's hurt stand and his the, career's over. And stand the length of the field and do the Red Rover Red game. <laughs> <laughs> they got to do something, I'll tell you that. Well, let's go back. You guys want to talk a little, little hoops? Talk a well, little. Uh... We're not going to talk about Colquitt's coming out party this weekend. Oh God, his leg almost fell off in that <laughs> one, didn't it? That's usually what happens at coming out parties. Like he had done like only thirteen punts the whole season. <laughs> yeah, and now he did almost thirteen punts in that one game. I had a I had a friend that she worked for uh, Johnson and Johnson, and something happened where whatever a line she was on or something got cut, but she still worked for the company. She just didn't have to do anything for like six months. So she was just kind of on easy street and then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, boom, you're forced back into the once, – once you get a new client or something, you're having to work again. That was kind of what Colquitt was dealing with, right? He was kind of sitting back on easy street, kind of like if a guy took maternity leave to help his wife out and then he has to go back to work or mm-hmm. something. And then he's forced back into the workplace. I, don't I, know. I hear you. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I mean we've got some storylines here to look forward to, not just Shanahan return, but in a few weeks the Colquitt football dynasty on the same field at the same time here yes. that'll be a major mile high right? stadium on the <laughs> on the gridiron his dad's gonna get probably more coverage than archie manning i would think for the colquitt bowl one Did you and guys two know that archie manning used to take andrew luck to practice or the other way around i think it was andrew all over luck used to drive peyton manning to practice Did you guys hear about that yeah that's outrageous they mentioned it a couple times on the game i <laughs> think just such, such, such a small world you know when you think about it such a heartwarming it's, story. It's a small world in the gridiron. Uh, and now you got Andrew yeah. Luck dominating Peyton Manning on the field. It's come full circle. Do you think Oliver and Archie just had arguments about which kid looked dumber? <laughs> no, your kid looks dumber. <laughs> oh, my kid definitely looks dumber. Andrew Luck is horrific looking. <laughs> your, your, kid, your kid is going to grow up to have a horrific neck beard. Your kid is going to have a forehead like 10 <laughs> inches tall. You, you know how we talk <laughs> they're about... They're both right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know how we talk about... John Fox not making decisions and maybe kind of being a little kind of whatever, limp. Asleep at the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. One of his first things needs to be, one of his first mandates is he needs to tell his coaching staff, no getting your hair highlighted. (laughs) No sun in, Jack Del Rio. (laughs) You know, can we get this guy a baseball cap (laughs) or something? John Fox needs to step up and make that decision. I know I could see Elway and Jack Del Rio going to get their hair done together. I, I feel like they'd probably go to the same place to get the blonde highlights in. Yeah. <laughs> Give me, you know, Wade Phillips. Hat on his head. Hair is gray as If you're going to be cloud. clueless, you might as well wear a hat and be clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Give That's me some. Yeah, Jack Del Rio, too fancy looking for Ross's taste. <laughs> wave, man, that hair actually looked nice. Yeah, he's got a Conan O'Brien type wave going. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I used to always make fun of him because he was that idiot that started wearing a suit on the sidelines. Yes. <laughs> like it was like, and and he really felt like it was maybe going to catch on or something. But yeah, like just, him and Mike Nolan Jr. Right, so doing that. Stupid. Remember Dan Reeves used to wear wear suits on the field. Yeah, in the eighties. In the eighties, but that like, was awesome. He wore trench coats. Yeah, like really, these really nice trench coats. You know, you know, Elway would throw an interception, and there's this vein on his head that would throb. <laughs> like, I remember that vividly. But he looked sharp doing it. It was yeah. cool. But everybody was on cocaine then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was the eighties. Oh, all right. Well, let's take a short and come back. We'll maybe hit on some some nuggets, maybe some avalanche talk. No, some Rockies off season news. I don't know. We'll see if we got time. I got five minutes. We're gonna go from the gridiron to the hardwood. I said we go to the ice, man. Second best team in Colorado. To the ice. The old Avs. Avalanche talk. Five seconds. Here we go. Avs are pretty good. What do you guys think? What are they, seven and one? Something like that. Bunch, yeah. 
bunch of white people. A bunch <laughs> of white people, yeah. All right. <laughs> They're good. Moving I down. Did, I did down. watch some of that uh, Red Wings game. Yeah, that was the first extensive action I caught, too. Yeah, they it was lost. during my bowling league. Thursday night league. You're part of the Holy league. Rollers and a racquetball league? Oh, he said oh. bowling. I thought it was like a Pat Bowling league. <laughs> Pat Bowling league? Nope, bowling. It's a, it's a verb. I was going bowling. Um, yeah, watch some of that. It looked, you know, pretty good. Hard fight. Avalanche lost. Well, as I said on, as I said on Twitter when I was informed yesterday that they had won again, um, good for the, uh, Colorado representative of the Canadian national sport. It was kind of cool though. I, was, I did catch a little ESPN of Barry Melrose. That's like the hockey guy. I know who he yeah, is. Yeah, Barry. Okay. But he was talking about the Avalanche in this like, like high esteem. He was like talking about how he would take their forwards out of pretty much anybody across the league and how fast they are. And you're just hearing these guys. It's like, wow, it's kind of cool. They're actually talking about the Avalanche again. Like these guys are actually competent and it's basically from what I can put together using facts and internet, almost the same team. Like they got a few new faces here and there, but for the most part, it's the same guys just growing up and Patrick Roy, legit coach. Well, what's interesting is two of the biggest reasons. That they've been talked about have been for somewhat negative things. When was the Patrick Waugh um, Board meltdown? <laughs> and then was that hit the other day? I don't remember who did it or who it was against. <laughs> Two guys in the NHL. <laughs> but it was a pretty dirty hit from one of the Avs guys. I forget his name. Well, one of the Avs on... But did uh, you see that? Yeah, former Avs. Some, I think uh, Michael Rycroft or somebody on Twitter was defending the hit. Him. He was saying that the... I don't even know why we're talking about this, but the guy like turned at the last minute so that he got hit from behind and then like Kizla and Mark Nudson were kind of arguing with the guy on Twitter and I was like, huh, Twitter yeah, argument. There you go. Angry. But Nate McKinnon, yay. Deep ice talk. Ice talk. John, mm-hmm. would you be happy with that amount of ice talk when we move to Nuggets now? Nah, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's about, that's about all. My, that, right there, right there, that little segment was the extent of my hockey knowledge. My extent was that one guy hit the other guy. <laughs> People and, mad. And all hell broke loose <laughs> when the one guy and the other guy collided people, on the ice. People got angry. People got over it. On the frozen pond. <laughs> what do they call it? Frozen pond. They call it good. that? Frozen. The frozen water. <laughs> water so cold, you can make ice out of it and skate on it. <laughs> Cross down the hall, though, the uh, old Denver Nuggets. Oh, basketball. yeah, right. The hardwood. the hardwood. The hardwood. The hardwood. Yeah, we still got the Iguodala shirt up. Proud to see. I'm not taking it down. I don't know why it would. I don't know why we would either. It's a part of history. It's part of the studio. But yeah. but Ross is right in front of the Mozgov militia shirt on yeah. the wall there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that is also still in play. It is Timothy. still in play. Timothy. It it's like a British person trying to say Timothy. Timothy Mozgov. I, I didn't. I didn't understand what Jeff was talking about the other night before the Clippers game when you you said some announcer for the Clippers. Like we're gonna have to listen to him say Moshkoff all night, and lo and behold, that son of a bitch said Moshkoff all night. <laughs> Ralph Lawler. Ralph Lawler. Yeah, uh, that fell fell there on twenty five. That's uh, Timothy Moshkoff. I'm like, how are you getting Moshkoff out of this? Mozgov. Is he a vampire? He's ninety. He's a dinosaur. Is what he is. He is he's Mosk-off. extremely old, and they say so they, they call him. They call him Evan Fournier. The whole, Fournier. <laughs> the whole game is like he like speaks in a Fournier. transatlantic accent. Like uh, everything's like, normal. He's like <laughs> Nuggets driving the ball down the court. Get the basket there. Oh, pass from Andre Miller to Timothy Moshkoff. It's like why are you saying it that way? You say everything else fairly normally. It's kind of like it's this, Speaks pretty well, like average, you know, and then he's like, Matt Schwab. Matt Schwab. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, yeah, it's the exact same thing. Well, see, Nate, Nate's you got the guy down the street. Nate, Nate's got an excuse, he drinks. But Ralph Lawler is like, you know, like, one step away from the nursing home. He's a 90 year old play by play guy. He drinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he probably drinks a bunch. That's the best part about being that profession before, you know, the 1970s is you could drink. <laughs> on air. I'm going to do yeah. this. Uh, you're then, encouraged to drink. While, while we're taking a break in the action, we're going to do an ad for Schlitz Malt Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how it tastes. This Schlitz Malt Liquor is delicious. I've had four of them before this game started. Uh, yeah, so Denver Nuggets, two more games. they got uh, tomorrow night, second game at Pepsi Center against the Phoenix Suns. Are we still in preseason? Last game is Friday, and then the season starts next week, Ross. 
the 30th are in Sacramento to face Ooh, the Kings. Spooky. In Sacramento. It's going to be, yeah, spooky, I guess. <laughs> Is that the Halloween yeah, coming up? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. You guys got any Halloween plans? Nope. None? Jeff? Got bowling um, league. <laughs> bowling league. Got <laughs> bowling league. Imagine uh, an apartment. I always, I always leave the studio recording Gamblers on the Storm and then go straight to the bowling alley. Yeah. You guys you know that. that. Yeah. Because we're... Sometimes um, you know how I'm always saying, "Hey, I'm going bowling now. Good job, yeah. Gamblers on the Storm." Yeah, I'll see you guys. I got to bowl. We're like, "Oh yeah, we've got to hurry this up. Ross has got to get bowling." <laughs> I got to get time, to the bowling alley. By the time we roll around to the second podcast of the week, you know, by that point we've had like, you know, an entire keg of liquor. So we probably don't remember. Yeah, kegs of liquor. Kegs of liquor. Popular purchases. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we really knocked it out of the park last week with that Dempsey podcast. That was very good. We this did. is our Indian, this is our Indianapolis game. This is our Indianapolis podcast. This is our, uh, <laughs> our Cole quit pre Colts game. <laughs> taking us off. This is a lot of fumbling around going on here. There is. That, I mean, there's really, there's almost nothing to talk about with the Nuggets that hasn't been said like 50 times since they stopped playing last year. So you're shutting year, down you know? the blog? Shutting down the blog. <laughs> shutting down the blog. So the, we're, we're, we're done. Denver Stips, I'm sorry. All the other done. writers, we've done, Nate and I decided to shut down the board. We'll be, yeah, back on after the first game, but I mean, it is, <laughs> it's the storylines. I'm even reading previews about the Nuggets and you're having to read everybody's first paragraph of, well, they let go of George Carl. Masai Ujiri left. They brought in this guy, lost this guy, lost it. And it's like, yeah, we've all said this same thing a hundred different ways, a hundred different times. Well, this now. is, this is part of the deal is like a lot of these guys, which is it's funny because you know what, uh, Chris Dempsey, um, Christopher, Dempsey last week had an article on the Nuggets analytics guy. What's his name? The analytics guy. Jonah Hill. <laughs> Nate's looking yeah, at we'll me. Call he's him got Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Fat guy from he's, Yale. And it, it's, you know, he's talking about how much, you know. He's a skinny guy from Harvard, but you're close. <laughs> how, much, really? how much? Yeah. It is the guy from Harvard? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. How much Connolly is Originally from Lithuania. Is a, how much Connolly is a, you know, analytics guy? And then he has this brought in this director of analytics and stuff like that. And almost to a T, every analytics person, writer, hates what the Nuggets have done. Every, every single one. <laughs> it is almost like, it's a, it's a weird dichotomy. You're talking about how all these analytics, you know, Nuggets have all these analytics people in the organization. And then you look over to Twitter and uh, like where all these analytics people hang out because they're dorks like me. And they, to a man, loathe everything the Nuggets have done. Well, I even well, wrote because... about the analytics director and people <laughs> said, you know, you can hire an analytics director if you want and you can care about stats, but if you don't use them in the right way, they're not going to, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. So well, isn't it, it has been interesting. Kind of like it's probably interesting for this guy, his first day on the job, and he's like, okay, okay, let's do all these analytical stuff. <laughs> let's get these analyzed. And he's like, okay, first thing, fire the coach. And they're like, we already did that. Uh, get rid of this play. We already did that. We actually made all of our moves already. Oh, then what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> <laughs> that actually is just about how it went because I don't believe that he was really brought in until after a lot of the stuff was perhaps done. So, well, I, apparently I now he's going to be like trade for LeBron James. <laughs> trade for uh, is there any way you could get better players? Say, uh, I say, ran the calculations. I did the numbers. I have a 48-sheet <laughs> spreadsheet with Excel, and you ha your players aren't very good. It's like, I don't know if I'm doing the accent right. He's like, looks like you should sign LeBron James, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, Derek Rose. You heard that. of these <laughs> men? These men appear to be very good at basketball. <laughs> I've done intensive, I've done intensive Based scouting. Based on their analytics. Can I have a raise, please? According <laughs> to the numbers, it looks like you need to sign LeBron James. There seems to Can be a gaping hole in your defense. <laughs> <laughs> this man, this old man playing basketball, Andre Miller, he needs to be gone. Javel Magino, uh, Marcus uh, yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking Have you heard to of a guy named Nicholas Skidashvili? <laughs> I recommend him highly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, we, we were talking to uh, Rafael Yuk. Yuk, I think is his last name is. Yeah, the international the scout. International the scout. Nice guy. Really nice guy. Um, and he's deep into analytics too, you know. And, and it's – it's They give you access to all the big names, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, he, he was 
you know, he was telling me, you know, he's using some stats to look at some players and all this stuff. But in the in the in the grand scheme of things, the, the weird dichotomy that's going on between the people who are like, and the analytics people loved George Carl, and I think part of that is a response to Carl being fired. I really do. Because I don't think it has much to do with the players. I think it's more to do with Carl being fired because they think that Carl maximized wins and which he did wins in the regular season. You know, the Nuggets may take a step back in the in the regular season and they do have some injury questions, but I think there's been a a might bit of overreacting going on. Don't you think, Nathan? Well, I I just think that we're not anywhere near settled on what the Nuggets are going to look like. He's probably two years from now. I don't know if yeah. there's a single guy on this roster that's going to be here in two years. Right. You know, so I, I don't really know. Nobody knows where they're going, what's going to happen, how long Brian Shaw is going to be here, if he's going to be successful. It's just, it's all basically open ended and it's, it's very hard to tell if we have a 50 win team on our hands or if we have a 35 win team on our hands and they could fall anywhere in between, really. Well, as there are, as the roster is currently constructed, there's going to be some interesting battles going on, like for shooting guard and, Power forward. Yeah, know. and I'm, I'm also kind of glad to hear I was watching Bill Simmons and Jalen Rose did a video preview podcast. Yeah, and, and they were also very confused as to how the Nuggets are going to play their big men as well as their point guards. And that's been the two main things. It's like everyone's kind of pounding their head like Nate Robinson, Andre Miller, Ty Lawson. We've talked about that on here a few times. And it's like what are they going to do there? And then what the hell are they going to do with all the big guys they have? Anthony Randolph seems to be – in the mix somewhere, and how did he get into the mix all of a sudden when he was the 14th man on the roster last year? So oh. it's a lot of players. They should have brought in the analytics guy earlier because he could have <laughs> told him that generally you need one point guard on the court at any given time. Yeah, just one. He would have the numbers guy. By the, the numbers, numbers it looks like one. By the numbers, it says that you need one point guard. You have a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five. You don't have one five 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 five. <laughs> Can I have raised now? You don't have one 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 five five. <laughs> so we did. We did actually. Uh, we did come out with our our predictions. Uh, Feinstein put those together for us. We we came out with our predictions. Where did you have the Nuggets uh, fitting in seeding wise in the Western Conference? Oh, hmm. I didn't get that email. When was this today? Or that's weird. I didn't get that. Oh yeah, it Ro- was Ross Ross Martin. Where do you think the Nuggets will finish this year? I'm going to say probably seventh or eighth or lower. Is that what you'd go with? Like mm-hmm. if you're being serious? Was that a serious face? Yeah, yeah I had him yeah. seventh. And I said, I, I, had, I put down sixth just because. I'm just copying what Christopher Dempsey said last week. <laughs> I know you, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I said sixth because I, I'm not a big believer in any of the teams in the Western Conference outside probably three or four teams. I think the Clippers will probably be pretty good. Why not fifth? Huh? Why not fifth then? Yeah, maybe fifth. You never know. I think the Clippers will be good. I think the Rockets will, well, who, who's at the top? San Antonio, the Thunder, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies. The Thunder are going to be a mess this year. You think? Yeah. Russell Westbrook's not back until the third month of the season. Oh, Russell, the Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook's not back. Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but that, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know about the lower half of the teams, though. People are talking about, you know, like Portland, Minnesota. The Nuggets kind of fall into this mix, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not sold on Portland. C.J. McCollum, they're fine rookies, got a broken foot. He's not going to be around. Who knows when he's going to be back? You know? Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't uh, looking too great before before yeah. he got injured. And Minnesota, either. you know, all these people made a big deal about Denver losing Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer wasn't offered a contract. He didn't he didn't leave and go to the Timberwolves because they outbid the Nuggets. Nuggets, Nuggets did not offer him a contract. Then people say that Corey Brewer was one of the best defensive players on the team. No, he was a Horrific defensive player. He gambled a lot, jumped lanes, but he did not do very much. Good riddance. Corey Brewer calling me right now, and he is upset. He is angry. But, I mean, I just – I don't think that the Nuggets lost as much, like you were saying, Jeff, as, as people think. And I think they could be better than people expect, but they might be worse. I don't they know. May, listen, it's, it's, it's not – they do have some questions they need to, to figure out. They do have some pretty pressing questions, but the the hand wringing and the and the overreaction is it's 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 starting to get to the point where it's becoming self parody. But you if know? you're having to play Quincy Miller and Jordan Hamilton thirty minutes a night because you don't have Chandler or Gallinari, you're going to be in serious What's trouble. What's with your boy? He was supposed to play like the Clippers game, and he wasn't there. Do you do you know? 
Well, Shaw just said they held him out for precautionary reasons of that practice, and maybe they just kept him out. But they're saying he's not playing. Are we talking about playing Wilson? Are we talking about Wilson Chandler? He's not playing Wednesday night either. Yeah, yeah, your boy. That's your boy. That's my boy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, with hamstrings, yeah, that's the thing though. If if Chandler is not able to play, all of a sudden your starting five looks like pretty sketchy because you're playing either Quincy Miller or Jordan Hamilton or maybe if Damian James makes the team or Anthony Randolph, you can't rely on those guys right now. Quincy's looking better, but he's not he's not ready for 30 minutes a night at this point. Well, this is where another part where I disagree with Christopher Dempsey, Christopher Dempsey, is that I think Damian James is making a hard push for the roster. He hasn't uh he hasn't played even with Jordan Hamilton. He's outplayed Jordan Hamilton. And I think it's almost getting to the point where he's trying to force himself on the roster. I don't know. I, I would keep him and then maybe start him at the three. Yeah, but this will bring you back to your point on, on Stan Kroenke. Is, is he going to pay $2 million for a 13th man on a roster? I don't know. He paid, man? he paid $4 million to get rid of It's my man, team. So it's not my dad's. <laughs> so now you're, it's my team. Now you're starting to think that Kroenke will throw Josh. around money. It's Josh, not Stan. It's me. <laughs> I think it's Josh's team now. Uh, but as far as that, because a million dollars, that's not that big of a financial thing. The, the, the bigger financial thing is that if they keep him and then have to pick up his option, you know, if you cut him now, you don't have to worry about picking up his option. You know, the, option. You know he's got a team option coming up next season. Hamilton? Yep. Oh yeah. They're and not, and, they're by, not and by October 31st, they have to declare whether they're going to pick it up if they keep him. Yeah, so. but they—I mean, they—they're likely not going to pick up his option. I mean, even even if he made the roster, they're not going to pick up his option. No way. I don't no think way. they're not going to. So, um, but you know, I think when Wilson Chandler will start at the three. You know, I don't think this is necessarily the biggest injury in the world, but it's not. But if he reaggravates it or something and he's out, I mean, could get dicey. But the the power forward thing is interesting. I I believe that Hickson will start. No, JJ Hickson. I just, based on everything I've seen and the way Brian Shaw talks, I believe that JJ Hickson will start over Kenneth Fareed. Are you reading it the same way? Yeah, he seems to like that pairing. You know, we, yeah. we were talking with him about that yesterday at practice and he was talking about, you know, I, when I asked him about JJ and JaVale paired together, he was saying all the things that you'd expect him to say about JJ spaces the floor so the JaVale can work inside, which obviously we know that Kenneth Reed doesn't space the floor when, when he's out there because he can't shoot. Yeah. And then defensively, he's talking about, well, Hickson's one of the best defensive rebounders in the league, so when I got JaVale trying to block every shot, which I don't want him to, at least I have a guy that's a, a very good rebounder going after the ball. And, you know, Freed's a pretty good defensive rebounder as well. He's a terrific offensive rebounder, but you know he, he does get beat on defensive boards, and Hickson does as well. I mean, Hickson's not... An elite rebounder, I don't think. I mean, his numbers no, kind of indicate he is, but he's not. A, I don't know. I don't think he's one of the best defensive rebounders in the league. I don't either. Uh, I mean, I think I think Brian Shaw, when we were talking to him at practice, probably overstated that a little. But I do think he likes the pairing, you know. And that you know, there's been interesting rumors going around about Fareed's status with the team as it is now. So I don't know. It would kind of lead me to believe that Hickson like they're going to trade him. Maybe. It's a possibility. I mean, there's Bill Simmons thinks he's going to get traded. Zach Lowe of Grantland thinks that he's going to get traded as well. Thinks that there's the Nuggets have been putting feelers out across the league about trade interest with Kenneth Fareed, but the Nuggets are denying it. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. But they there's been rumors dating back to Brandon Cristal tweeting on draft night that Denver was interested in swapping Fareed to the Orlando Magic for perhaps Victor Oladipo or at least. Uh, that draft pick they had, so. So that would maybe imply that there's no takers. If it's been that well, long. maybe they don't want what the Nuggets are asking for him. Probably bars. Because the Nuggets probably want something pretty nice in return, and it's the same question other teams, other teams are not stupid. They're gonna have the same question. What's Freed's value once you bring him aboard your team? Like, you know, he's such a popular guy, and Dempsey's sitting here telling us how marketable he is last week on the show. He is marketable. Since so he, he said is that, popular. I've seen like 15 billboards with him on it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, you could, I mean, so what do you do? Do you pay a guy that is okay. a double double machine? Do you pay him 10 million bucks a year when he can't do anything except kind of be a, a scrappy role player? They will trade him. Cause you have Hickson that's a scrappy role player for what, three years, 16 million or whatever he signs, about 5 million a year. 
So, I mean, that's, you can't, you probably can't pay Fareed five million a year. You're probably, probably going to have to pay him in between seven and 10 million a year. And can you do that and still put other guys on the team that are going to make them a title contender? Derek Favors signed a ridiculous, ridiculous extension from the Utah Jazz. I think it was like four years after incentives, it was like 48 million. And that's Ty Lawson money. And I'm sorry, Kenneth, you may be marketable, but you're not four years, $48 million. He's not, that's the highest paid player on the team. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. If, if you sign Kenneth Reed to a, a whopping contract like that, the Nuggets aren't in a position to do that with the luxury of having a guy like him because they don't have other guys around him. If you're like the Chicago Bulls per se, where you have a Derrick Rose and you have Joakim Noah, you can afford to throw pretty decent money at Kenneth Reed and have him be, you know, who he is. But the Nuggets don't have a Derrick Rose. They don't have a Joakim Noah on the team. Nope. And Free's kind of a luxury piece, and he would benefit on another team. I don't know if the Nuggets can build around him, though. I don't know well, what there is to there to, to build with 23-year-old Kenneth Free. Ross, if someone offered you four years, $48 million, what would your reaction be? Oh, okay. How about four years, $50 million? <laughs> <laughs> I only know how to do that one thing with that. <laughs> I didn't know if you were looking for like a... No, wah, I, I, just wanted, no. I just wanted the slide whistle on here. That's all well, I mean. that was my contribution to the basketball talk. Old basketball talk. Old NBA preseason banter. Well, yeah. you know, the, the Nuggets are playing the Suns tomorrow uh, at Pepsi Center. Well, excuse me, Wednesday at Pepsi Center. This preseason is never ending. It's seven be, games, yeah. It's yeah, crazy. It will be over Ooh. as of Friday. Yeah, but I think I mean we're all trying to figure out we're all if the Nuggets are serious about the team they have in place, or if this is just kind of a throwaway year and they may decide to completely blow things up. I mean we're not going to know until you know March probably. If that's <laughs> the case, then that basically means there's three years down the tubes because next year it's going to be Lakers with Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James. <laughs> right. And that pretty much wraps up that season. And they're probably going to get so Kevin Durant whenever be, he demands out of OKC. That'll be two years there gone. So, you know, they better try and do something this year. Yeah. <laughs> In the West. Yeah. I, I, it's just... And that's kind of a funny thing too. Like had the Nuggets, you know, kept status quo and kept George Carl, Iguodala, whatever, whatever. You got Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook injured. You got the Memphis Grizzlies a year older with Zach Randolph and them. And obviously the Spurs are a year older. And, you know, had the Nuggets kept things together, could they have been a major powerhouse in the Western Conference this season? You look at 57 wins plus what if they were able to sign Randy Foy if we're just playing what if games? Well, uh, the problem, the problem with that whole scenario is that last year in the playoffs, it was, it was kind of evident that as constructed, the team missed Danilo Gallinari pretty, pretty extensively. And he wasn't going to, he's not going to be available till half the season. So what were they going to do? They were going to say, okay, we're going to insert Wilson Chandler and then have him being backed up by, um, Jordan Hamilton. Carl was never going to play Jordan Hamilton and he wasn't going to play Quincy Miller, you know? So in order for these young, quote unquote, young people to play, it, they had to do this the way they, they did. I mean, I mean, they're the only way these players are getting any playing time. And you just kind of wonder too, what if, what if the Nuggets get off to an incredibly slow start and they do decide, hey, maybe these guys, this is roster isn't what we want it to be. Let's see if we can find a taker for Kenneth Freed, for Ty Lawson, maybe, you know, and then let's bottom this thing out and maybe see if we can't get an Andrew Wiggins or a franchise changing player in this draft. We could see the Nuggets do that if they come out very slow, if they're, you know, if they don't, if they don't get things on track, we no. could see a completely different roster at the end of the season. I would respect that approach as opposed to what the Philly, the Phillies, the 76ers are doing right now, which is just like, not only are they tanking, it's like, not even, they're not even pretending. This is like, this is like, we are, sorry fans, <laughs> you know, we're going to put out the worst team in recorded history. This team could compete with the 97, 98 Nuggets for the worst, the worst team I've ever seen. They really could. But I don't like that approach. But if the Nuggets decided after a while that they wanted to break things down after they see where the roster is, that's a more respectable approach, I think, to, to quote-unquote tanking. 
Yeah. Well, we're certainly not any closer to any answers on how the Nuggets are going to be, Ross. I think tell. they're going to be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right. How about that? I got high hopes. <laughs> I got high hopes. <clears throat> but bump. All right, guys. Well, that's about all I got. What do you guys think? Great show. Should we get that out of here? Just excellent. We are done. We are done. Our first we, loss of the season. We 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 out. <laughs> hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. That we are hurts. now one hundred and thirty nine and one. <laughs> thirty nine and one. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We'll see you guys for Gamblers on the Storm coming up on Thursday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.